What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. So obviously, me and Akemers are here as always. And today we'll be talking about the Summer League. It just started. We'll be talking about the Olympics, how USA won the gold medal, how JaVale McGee won his first ever gold medal. And then we'll be talking about the free agency, how Dennis Schroeder was an idiot and he accepted a deal which was like three times smaller than his deal with the LA Lakers. Um, so yeah. So um, also, we haven't been posting on Instagram on this podcast, you guys all know, because it's too long. That's the sad news. Um, we're still posting all our shorts on Instagram, so that's a positive. But remember, the YouTube is in the description of the Instagram bio. And then if you guys are on, are on YouTube right now, which all of you should be, and if you guys want to go see us on Instagram, then the link will be in the bio to our Instagram. You can go see our shorts, pictures, everything. We have about 300 followers on there, so pretty good fan base. So, yeah. So, let's get started. So, the Summer League, I haven't watched too much. I've watched a couple games, but there's been many rookies playing well. Obviously, the stars have been there. Kate Cunningham, Jalen Breen, Yvonne Mobley, Scotty Barnes. Not, not He's not a star, but he's one of those guys. Um, but then, um, yeah, so today, actually, Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green are facing off in a game. Um, but we can definitely talk about it on our podcast during the weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, Agers, what do you think about Kate Cunningham? Like, did, do you think he impressed you in the first game? He had 12 points, 5 of 17 shooting, 29%, 26 minutes. Um, like, what do you think? Is that a good game for the number one overall pick getting started? Or, I mean, obviously, it's not like it's not a good game, I guess you'd say, yeah. by, by, uh, by his standards for being the number one overall pick. But um, I think it's more like just a feel out game, you know, because he hasn't really gained and he hasn't had any experience yet. That was his first like NBA level game. And so I think it was just another feel out game. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't shoot well. He only scored 12 points, but I think everybody's going to have those off nights, especially as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, it's his first game. You can't oh, really judge wait. him. Yeah. You can't judge yeah, him. I mean, I saw, some people, like, I saw some people on Twitter who were like, oh, my God, Cade Cunningham, he's so bad. He can't even – like, Jalen Green should have been drafted first. Like, I just thought about, like, no, no, it's not how it works. Like, it's not that simple. Like, you got to give all these guys time. They're not going to be good from the first day. Yeah, it's not like they're going to score, like, 25 points every single game, except Michael Jordan. But, like, other than that, you're not going to score 25 points a game. And then the first pick scores 15, the second pick scores, like, 23, and you're like, oh, my God, he's supposed to be first pick. Oh, my God. This is terrible. No. I mean, you have to, like, it's like, um, it's like the 2018 with DeAndre Aiden and Luka and Trey Young. Like, everybody thought that Luka would be so good. I mean, it, it worked out, like, um, Luka was much better. but it took time at least because now we're, you know, getting a glimpse of DeAndre Ayton at his like good spot. He's playing, he, he played well in the playoffs. And uh, so now everyone's saying, Oh, okay. So he did deserve to be number one pick, the number one pick in 2018. There was nothing bad about that. Yeah. And even, even Trey Young, I remember like in the heat, his first, the first half of his rookie season was pretty rough and everybody was like, Oh my God, I can't believe the Hawks drafted him. I mean, why did they trade Luca away? Like all the stuff. But then you saw this past playoff; he just absolutely balled out. Like he played really, really well. And also, in the whole regular season, the Hawks obviously they started with a losing record, 
and eventually just built their way up and made it to the fourth seed, fifth seed, and you know, worked their way up from there. And it was only it was only after this playoffs that, like as you said, DeAndre and and even Trey Young started to get the respect that they deserved. And I mean, I'm just I'm just really glad. Yeah, I mean, the league is getting more excited, especially now with the Lakers, the Nets. I mean, both conferences have some competition, so it's not like one conference has competition. The other is just, you know, sleep, 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 sleep. One team gets into the finals. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that Katie Cunningham, I mean, not, not a good game, but, you know, he, he's getting used to it. He's adapting to the NBA. Um, but definitely somebody like Joey Green – he had oh a great game, 23 points, efficient shooting with the Rockets. They're playing against Cade Cunningham. Hopefully he can prove himself even more in his first games as a Rocket. Um, yeah, I think Jalen Green has a lot of potential. I think he could be a shooter. I think he could be like a Damian Lillard or Zach Levine type. There's a good all-around shooter, precise, with precision, high percentages as a shooter. Um, so yeah, I think that's what that's the type of player that he's gonna be. Um, I think that the Rockets could or could not have an impact this year. Um, but again, it's it's not like one person's gonna carry a team, right? Except if you're with like Michael Jordan or LeBron James, then you could you know have a chance. Yeah, I, it's it's gonna be. He had an amazing game, and I think everybody, they, everybody, like he just his experience already showed because obviously he didn't play at college. He went straight to the G League. You know, he had he uh, he signed with the team, went straight out of high school, and I think overall his that decision is just paying off right now because of the way he's been playing. So I mean, it, I think it was more of an experience thing from him because of how well he's played, and I mean, moving on, I guess. The T actually in that game played pick for the Cavs, and he also didn't have a great game. He had a he had a good defensive game, where he scored twelve points, had five rebounds, and he had three blocks, one steal, and then he also shot uh, pretty poorly with being six of seventeen from the field. So, I mean, what do you think about him? Also, I mean, Ivan Mobley. I mean. He's known for his defense. I mean, I've seen so many videos of him. He's known to be that defensive guy, rebounder, blocker. He had a good game defensively, five rebounds, three blocks. Shooting-wise, I mean, he's a center, right? You shouldn't expect the center to come out and put on a show. Um, I think that's what, the, that's, that's what the Raptors need, which I'm kind of sad about. But, um, yeah, I think the Cavs are, are getting some good big man stuff from him. Especially with Kevin Love. I mean, Kevin Love is like so, so he's around, he's not around, he gets injured, he gets not injured. So I think that the Cavs can, can do something with a lot of Moby. I think they used their pick pretty smart, considering they didn't need a shooter. They had Colin Sexton, Daniel Garland. Um, they have their shooters on their team right now. Um, so I don't think that they need to worry about that right now. So I think I, they just need to rebuild. They're technically rebuilding right now. So they just have to rebuild fully. Hopefully, make the playoffs this or next year. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I still don't get why they signed Jared Allen to that twenty-five million dollar per year contract. That just doesn't really make any sense to me. Because Yvonne Mobley is supposed to be that next guy, right? And I'm just—I just hope, like, I hope that somehow 
if his shooting is good enough that he can just be that power forward. But I really, I don't really know what they're doing there. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said this in the last podcast, I think with, with Jared Allen, they they need somebody to be there. I mean, they, they, it can't just be Yvonne Mobley. Yvonne Mobley's a rookie. Um, Jared Allen Jared Allen has experience. Um, he was there. He, he plays good defense. He blocked LeBron. So that could, that could tell that he's pretty good. Um, I mean, he's, he's – I don't know if it's $25 million a year. I don't think it's worth that much. But I think he deserved to stay there. I mean – I don't think he needed uh, – probably other teams wanted him, but he needs to stay where he is right now. Mm-hmm. They need two centers on their team. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do because they still haven't traded Colin Sexton, so I'm assuming that they're going to keep him for the rest of the season, right? So, I mean, they held off Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, um, Omeka Okafor, uh, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen, which is honestly a pretty decent starting five if you think of if they are if they're all playing at their best and meshing together. But I think there's a few questions like, oh, is Evan Mobley and Jared Allen gonna work together? Like, can you like last year actually, they actually had a lot of lineups where they were before they traded Andre Drummond. They would even have like Andre Drummond, Kevin Love in the same lineup, or Andre Drummond and Larry Nance Jr., who is another big man like they did a lot of two big man lineups so I think that's why they re-signed Jared Allen but I don't know if it'll work that's that's just my main concern yeah I mean when I kind of think about the duo I it's obviously a duo like a guard in the center so I mean I think if Colin Sexton and Yvonne Mobley get that duo going and then you know Jared Allen and all these guys like Okafer or whatever um, if they help out, then it can it can be a good team. I mean, I don't I don't see why not make the plan. Um, but I think we can move on to my team. I'm having a very hard time sticking with them as my favorite team. Scotty Barnes, 18 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, 39 percent field goal percentage. Um, I honestly I'm, I'm not I'm not like surprised at all. I expected him to come out and like do something like that, like double-double, good job. Summer League, doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know. Jalen Suggs was better. I still regret it to this day. Jalen Suggs had such a good game. I watched that game. I was like, please, like if, if I regret this, I'm going to cry. Like J- Jalen Suggs had the best game, man. Jalen Suggs played better than Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green in his first game. They won in overtime. He had like 29 points or something like that. It was just crazy. He was shooting it well. He was getting a couple boards, getting some assists. He was all around. Scotty Barnes, I don't care about you, man. The Raptors waived Aaron Baines and Paul Watson Jr. and DeAndre Bemery, which I thought was smart because they don't need that those people in their lineup. But they they signed Goran Dragic, and now I'm, I'm getting – I was actually relieved, but now I'm getting worried. Because now they're saying that Goran Dragic said that he doesn't want to be in Toronto and that he want, he's thinking about going somewhere else. Um, and then Preston Choa seems chill. I mean, Preston Choa hopefully can have a good season with us. I mean, he didn't have a bad season in Miami. Um, he's He played for Nigeria in the Olympics. Um, I, I think that he, he could be a good player. I mean, in Miami in the last season, he averaged five points one assist, but he averaged um, 
um, four rebounds. I mean, it's not – he didn't get minutes, to be fair with you. I mean, he didn't get – yeah, he didn't get minutes. Um, obviously, they had Bam out of Vile, and they had all these other guys. So, he didn't really get any, any chance to, you know, prove himself at all. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, the Raptors can make him get minutes and have a breakout year. Um, unless Masai Jerry is, like, the dumbest man alive and puts, like, Ken Birch as their starting center or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have – honestly, I don't think he had that bad a game. 18 points, 10 rebounds is pretty good. No, but I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just said Jalen Suggs would have been better. Yeah, Jalen Jer- Suggs, actually, in the summer league, in his first game, he had 23 points, and he was very efficient too. So I agree that Jalen Suggs would be better, but I don't think he'll be terrible. But I just – again, just like with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, it's just so weird because OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam are both already on your team. Like, why do you need another guy who plays pretty similar to them? <laughs> this is so – I don't get it. I don't get it at all because the Raptors don't need these freaking centers. Like, they have Ken Birch. They have – I'm. you know what? You know what I'm going to do? People are going to think that, hey, you're not doing any – you're not being smart. Let me just search up the Toronto Raptors roster. I'll read you how many guards there are, and I'll read you how many centers there are. Let me just, let me just do that. Um, so the yeah, let me just like I want to clear it up. Okay, forward, 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 center, forward, 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 guard, 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 guard. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 forward centers on their team and four guards. And they signed one, two, three, four of them this five. Well, no, they signed four of them this offseason. And guards, they signed one. Actually, yeah, one, and that one wants to get out of Toronto. So my point is, if Goran Dragic goes to a different team and we can get someone okay, because everybody likes Goran Dragic. They like his movement on the court. They like his shooting. That's one of his specialties, which the Raptors need. So Goran Dragic is a player that we need, and hopefully if he wants to leave, then we get a good player in return for him. Because... Yesterday, last year, I was I was struggling being a fan because I was watching their games and they kept losing, 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 losing. Then they traded Norman Powell, which is like the dumbest trade in Raptors history. DeMar DeRozan, at least you got Kawhi and you guys won a championship. But Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean. At least you won the title two years ago. I mean, it's not like you, you're still ringless. That's the good thing. Kawhi should have stayed, though. Kawhi should have stayed. But Kawhi just didn't want to. I, at least for Kawhi, I understood why he left. Kyle, I'm not mad about Kyle Lowry either. Kyle Lowry just wanted to play with Miami with his friends. Okay, I'm fine with that. Like, it's Kyle Lowry. Like, at least they did something to, to the to, – at least they did something to the team, you know? Like, they want they, – like, Kyle Lowry sacrificed nine years of, of his career to come to Toronto, a place where – the team wasn't so good. Came, made them a playoff team, then made them a conference finals team, then made them a champion. 
So yeah, give credit to them. I'm really happy that, that we were able to do that. But it's not like one championship and then you're cool for the rest of your life. Like you want more. Like the Bulls, like, like the Last Dance documentary. Michael Jordan won a championship. It's not over. He wants to win more, 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 more. At this point, I want my team to be the 2017 Warriors for God's sake. I want my team to be the 2017 Golden State Warriors. Just keep winning, 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 winning. Yeah, and actually, one final thing about the Raptors before you go on. Um, I was reading. I was reading an article, and it was like the Raptors GM was talking about how the trade rumors that they might trade Pascal Siakam, and he basically said that they're not going to trade Pascal Siakam, which. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. good. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to trade him, which I think is a good thing. If they're going to trade him, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, but there were actually apparently I didn't know this, but there were actually a few rumors about him getting possibly traded. But then the, the GM just shut it down. He was like, all these rumors, they're just rumors. You don't need to believe anything. We know what we're doing. Ask Al Siakam for Ben Simmons. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, right now it doesn't say anything. I mean, it says that a NBA trade rumors like Ben Simmons, Siakam talks, could pick up multiple teams and want him one day ago at Yahoo Sports, NBC Sports. Um, I don't did they did he say that or or did or is it like just no he did say he did say that i saw i saw him say that. i just don't think i i will see outcome don't get me wrong i will him because he also did very well in that championship year but i don't think we could rebuild around pascal i think we need someone like uh, yeah i don't know i don't think yeah i don't think i don't think you're gonna win a championship with pascal as your as your number one guy, he hasn't really. Oh that. yeah, that, that's not possible. Like, I I'm trying to look up right now, like with some Gordon and Dragic trade rumors because I'm trying to see who they want for him. Um, they said that Gordon Dragic won't be bought out by the Raptors. That's on Bleacher Report. Um, mm-hmm. they're determined to keep him, and they haven't engaged in buyout discussions. They're rebuffing trade advances. Um, you know, he's a six man who could, oh my God. Now they're saying that they're, he's an effective six man who could go behind Fred Van Vliet. Oh, oh they want Fred Van Vliet to start? No, nothing about Fred Van Vliet starting, but like who, who, who's going to start instead of Goran Dragic? Stanley Johnson? <laughs> no, Stanley Johnson for sure. Like, Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of confusing. We'll see. I mean, the Raptors, I think the Raptors, there's still a lot of time. They, they're probably going to pull something because they definitely want to get back in competitive and get back into the playoffs. Like, as much as I love them, you cannot get into contention with, with Siakam as your captain. Like, as much as I like Siakam, I have nothing against him. Sure, he was an all-star, but you cannot, you can't, you cannot do that. Like, yeah, I don't, you cannot, you cannot do that. You can't, um, you cannot have Siakam as your captain and then expect your team to win the championship. If you have a lot of really good players around him, just Siakam is a, a, a teeny bit better, okay, yeah, then I'm cool with that. But like, get somebody like um, – I honestly, I'm going to say this, and I won't regret saying it. I won't regret if, if they were to trade Siakam for a guard, a really good guard. Because, hear me out, they have – they have so many forwards on their team. 
they have Ananobi, who would still be there. They have Ken Burge. Okay, as much as I hate the guy, he's fine. Like he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a basketball player. He's an NBA. Because now we have Precious Ochoa. So if you, yeah, if you do trade Pascal Siakam and, and you get like Jalen Brown, I don't think it's gonna happen. But like this, is, this is not gonna happen. But if you 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 understand. But like if you if you trade Siakam for a good guard who can get like fifteen to twenty points a game, yeah, then I'll definitely be oh, okay. Now we have a chance to go to the playoffs. Um, if Siakam is your captain, I can't. I I want Siakam to stay in Toronto because if Siakam was to leave Toronto by the end of free agency, I'm gonna be pissed. Unless we get a good guard. If we get another stupid forward in our team, I don't want to, like, if we get another, imagine, like, Siakam for, like, Taco Fall. <laughs> like, we don't, need any, we don't need anybody on our team. Especially if they make a bad trade, too. What if they traded Siakam for Joel Embiid? Like, like a bunch of players plus Siakam and fix for Joel Embiid. I think that would be amazing. Joel would be good because Joel can score and rebound. And he's also like he could, he he is a championship centerpiece. The just the problem is like the the Sixers kind of did a bad job of surrounding him and stuff. Yeah, and he's also. But I don't think they would really do it. Like, would they just put Siakam for Embiid, unless they want to rebuild? If they want to rebuild, then yeah, I don't think the Sixers need to rebuild right now. They to be honest, they have Andre Drummond, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. So I think next we should talk about the surprise of the summer league, which I think is pretty universally known to be Leangelo Ball. So Leangelo Ball, obviously, he has two brothers in the NBA, Lonzo, who was picked second overall, and then Lamella, who was picked third overall. And he is the middle brother in between those two. He was, he was in the draft class with Trey Young and Luca, but he didn't, end up, he didn't end up getting drafted at all. He went undrafted. He had a few workouts with the Lakers summer league team when I think Lonzo was still on it. And then after that, he signed with the Pistons for a little bit, but he didn't see any playing time or anything. And then now the Hornets, who his brother Lamelo is on, just signed him for their summer league roster. And he actually got a lot of playing time. And so in the two summer league games that he's played, he's dropped 16 points and then 10 points respectively. The 10 points, he, while well, he didn't score as much, he was efficient. He shot four or eight from the field. And I just, I was wondering if you think, do you think he has a serious chance of making a summer, uh, of making an NBA roster for the season just based off how he's actually played pretty well? Yeah, I think he does. Especially because the Hornets traded away Devontae Graham and Malik Monk, who were their guards. They definitely need somebody like, like Leandro. That would be cool to see Leandro and Lomelo there because they know each other. They've played together. So it actually helped them, too, with chemistry. Um, and then you got Mason Plumley, who's their forward. So you don't have to worry about that either. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he would be a good fit. I think he would. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. And also, like, um, he probably is, like, he's he's been shooting a lot of threes in the summer league games. He's been shooting well. I think he's shooting over 50% right now. Obviously, he's not going to do that forever. But he easily is the best three-point shooter out of the Ball brothers. And um, I think in a league where shooting is so useful, um, he'll definitely, if he continues just to shoot well and, you know, score points and do what, what he's done so far, I think there will be some team that wants to pick him up just because he can shoot well. Yeah. I think so too. 
And it's also it's also kind of inspiring because if you remember, like he was he was in that scandal where he shoplifted and stole some stuff or tried to steal some stuff, and then everybody was he got dropped from UCLA and you know got in all this trouble. But after that, even then, after being so low, you know he continued to work hard. He kept pushing through, and now he's finally. Everybody was making fun of him. They were like, "He's the only ball brother that he's like the he's the bad ball brother." He's like all the blah 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 blah, and now he's possibly making the league, which is I think just great. Yeah, it's a good story as well. Mm-hmm. I think we can move on now to free agency since we have been away. There's been a few. Um, Luka Doncic signed a two hundred million dollar extension. Um, we kind of talked about that Ben Simmons cut off his contact with the Sixers. Um, there was a video of him with Rajon Rondo working on his jumper. I don't think it's a hint that he might be joining Atlanta. Um, but Kawhi's having a new contract with L.A. The Celtics got Dennis Schroeder for $5.9 million a year when the Lakers offered him $21 million a year. Um, and he, um, we're just shocked that he... Um, accepted an offer that was like a third of his original contract. Um, so yeah, I think with Luca, um, with Luca, I think he deserves to stay there. I mean, Luca needs somebody. We, we we've been talking about it probably ever since like the season ended. Like Luca needs a, a partner. Porzingis is not the one. Um, ben Simmons. I mean, I think for Luca, the main thing is that just keep playing how you're playing. I think he'll be MVP next year if he plays well, um, but I think they, he needs some. He needs a, like a center or a forward to be like. It would be cool like with like a Luka and Dirk Nowitzki in his prime, but obviously right now you can't have that. Yeah, I think I think Luka signing the extension is like a relief for the Mavericks because even if he's not super happy with some of the ways the team is playing or with who's on the personnel of the team. Signing the contract just shows that he wants to be here in the long run and he wants to compete for a championship. So I think it's just just great. Yeah, I think with Jesus Christ, but um, I think I think with Luca, um, you know, I think I think Luca will have a a good career. I mean, he's already had such a good career, um, but I won't be surprised if he walks with an MVP a few championships. I mean, I'm excited for his for his future. In my opinion, he's my favorite player currently, not all time, but currently, other than Steph Curry. So I think, yeah, I think I won't be surprised if they do well. Yeah, and then I guess moving on, the Ben Simmons thing, we already kind of talked about the, how he cut off contact with the Sixers. But the working on his jumper with Rondo was kind of interesting. I think, I think it's good that, he, that he's trying to improve the jumper, but I still don't know if he's going to ever actually use it. Because like yeah, because uh, you've seen videos over the past like few years where he's been like showing videos of him working on his jumper, but then he he never he never uses it in the game like what what you just said. He never uses those jumpers in his game, so I'm really confused like what he's trying to tell the fans. Yeah, I think honestly, like even if he's a super bad shooter, when he when he he should at least try. Like, there's no point in not trying. Like, look at Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook shoots like under thirty percent from three for most of his career, but he still chucks them up like nothing. Like, you just have to go for it because you never ever, like, like the famous saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Like, he should at least try. He doesn't know if his jumper is bad until he actually tries it in a game. He never tries it in a game. 
and that's why people just cloud him, and that's why he's not that useful in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that with Ben Simmons, it's, it's kind of complicated. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Um, with him, I think that he'll he needs to find a team that can suit him. I mean, he had a he had a great he he's he's been great in Philly. I think he'll either be with some other team or an unrestricted free agent for a year, because it just doesn't look like he wants to be in Philly right now. Um, like I, you can't forget because it could also be because of the other players that that they're not giving him enough shots. But I don't think that's the fact. I just think he needs he needs he needs he just needs to shoot well because yeah, he's not shooting well. Is, like the thing is, he's the point guard for the team, so he decides. He runs the plays, like so he can decide whether or not he wants to shoot. Yeah. So I mean, it's really up to him, and I think I think he's just more. He's like not scared, but he just doesn't want to. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think with him, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something. He's gonna he's gonna have a future, and that's something that's exciting. Yeah. Um, well, uh, moving on to the Kawhi contract, he's just he hasn't signed it yet. He's just finalizing it. We don't know what the money is gonna be, how many years, but it's looking very likely. Like he's going to sign, re-sign with the Clippers, which I think is definitely a relief for the Clippers because honestly, after after last season, even though they did better than expected, especially considering Kawhi was injured, you still like Kawhi obviously has shown in the past that even if he's injured, he wants he wants to win, and if the team isn't really winning, then he's not really that interested in playing, right? So I think it's just another, just like how with Luca. It's just a relief that he's he's coming back. Yeah, I think the Kawhi needs to because he got injured. He wanted to play, but then his team did so well without him. They almost made the NBA Finals without Kawhi. So now I, I was like thinking, I, especially during that series, like what what would happen if Kawhi was there? And like especially with him scoring and being a former Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they would have definitely won that series. I think. I think the Clippers would be in the finals. Because they, they lost in six without him playing. I mean, who, who knows what would have happened if he won. Yeah, I think, yeah. So we can move on to the last one. Dennis Schroeder accepted a one-year, $5.9 million deal with the Boston Celtics. Um, I was surprised to hear because he turned down a big offer with L.A., but then I was talking to my dad earlier, and we were saying, like, what if he just didn't want to be in L.A. and what if he just wanted to be in Boston? But then... I thought like he wanted twenty five million dollars, like he. That's almost like a fifth of what he wants. Like, why did he accept it? Did he want to go to Boston? I don't know. I think, it, I think during the season, the Lakers offered the extension, twenty one million dollars, but he thinks that like, oh hey, I just won six man of the year. I'm playing pretty, pretty okay with the Lakers. I could get some serious money. Like, I can get twenty five million dollars. So he turns it down, and he hopes in the offseason that either the Lakers or some other team is going to offer him more money. Then he has a pretty bad playoffs versus the Suns. So his value goes down. He can't get that $25 million because teams are just not willing to pay for him anymore, pay that much money. 
And so he said, basically sits the whole offseason with nothing, with no offers on the board. And then finally someone offers it, gives him an offer. And because he probably just doesn't want to sit around the entire next season, he said, okay, I guess I'll accept the Boston's offer. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, with Boston, they got rid of Kemba Walker. I think Dennis Schroeder could be a good fill-in with that. Hopefully he can. Yeah, I think I think he'll be he'll be good, but I don't know. He'll probably start, which will which will be good. And hopefully, I honestly hope that he has a good season again because I actually like him as a player. He just had a bad year last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, yeah. That was still really not a very smart decision to just completely reject that offer. I, I that is like just so bad. Yeah, I mean, you cannot reject that kind of offer. I mean, $21 million a year, but then you accept, like, $6 million, That's just not – that's not right. You cannot, you cannot do that. Like, if I got offered $21 million a year, I don't care where it would be. I would just go and accept it. Like, $6 million, man? And it's actually $21 million for your performance. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we can move on to the Olympics. So we don't have too much to talk about there, but – Team USA won the gold medal after beating Australia or France. Put a little air in there. 87 to 82. KD scored 29. Draymond Green called an analyst on Twitter for thinking USA would lose early. Draymond Green is so funny because when you when you were like watching the like the ceremony of these of the medal ceremony, you just saw him with his phone just like vlogging. And it was so much. It was so funny. You just saw him vlogging. And he was just like saying funny stuff, fun stuff. So it was great. Yeah. And then, and after, yeah. like with that, I mean, he literally called out everybody, like every single person, like all these ESPN guys, all these Fox guys. They were all like, "Oh, the the, the team you're saying, you know, they're gonna lose to Spain, they're gonna lose to France, they're gonna lose to Australia or Slovenia or someone." And then they they just started, they just completely doubted him after those two first two games, and I think. All the players, just everyone saw that. and it, it just really motivated them, got on their nerves. And that's why Draymond just came out and was like, hey, we won. And you doubted us. <laughs> yeah, Draymond was funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, also, Australia got the, the, got the bronze first gold medal, or first medal, excuse me, um, basketball medal. Luka had an off night. He was a little bit injured, but he didn't play too well. Patty Mills was emotional because he never got a medal. He's been working hard for it. Um, I think that's much that's to sum it up. But I think with Team USA, like as long as they get so much NBA talent, I think they'll be uh, they'll always be a really high contender to make the um, gold medal game. Yeah, I, I don't think. Maybe, maybe soon, but they'll have they'll they'll be challenged like challenged a lot. Like I think this is the most that they were challenged in the Olympics since two thousand four, where they obviously they lost in the semifinals and only got the bronze medal. But I mean, and they still they still ended up winning. And at the end of the day, it's just two one. It's not really well. Yeah, they didn't win it by as much. They still won. Like it, it's supposedly a down year for Team USA, but they still won gold. Like it's it's. Pretty impressive. 
Yeah, it's funny because when other teams have down years, like they 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 call it like just like a bad record. But then for Team USA, a down year is not playing well in the games, but still getting the gold medal. Yeah. It's kind of it's just like it's more of the expectations that they have on the players than anything else. Yeah. Okay, so for I think for the last part of today. We have some super early award predictions. I can start on mine. Um, so we have just the yeah, MVP. Yeah, I think we'll just go one on one. Yeah, so we have MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, uh, Coach of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, and Most Improved Player. So, I mean, we'll do one by one, MVP, MVP, so on and so forth. So I'll start with my MVP. I mean, we have the same MVP, Luka Doncic. I mean, we kind of already talked about it. If Doncic puts up these point performances, I think that there'll be no doubt that he'll win the MVP award. He's been he's he he played actually well in the Olympics. He didn't score as much as he does in the NBA, but if he produces the scoring he does in the NBA, the passing, um, I think that there'll be no doubt. He I think his team also has to perform well, so hopefully he can get a partner in crime and get that MVP. Yeah, I think for Doncic at least, it's just literally. Will the team have a good enough record? Because typically in NBA history, the MVP literally always favors people who have very high seeds and are like the first seed, you know, or something like that. So it's just more of, okay, will Doncic get a top five seed in the West or something? And then if he does, they should have the MVP in the bag. Yeah, so... For me, my defensive player of the year is Rudy Gobert or Anthony Davis. I mean, I put Rudy Gobert because he wins like every single year, so you can't really um, talk about. It. But I, he Gobert just gets so many rebounds where I won't be surprised. Anthony Davis, he needs to have a good year with LA. Um, I think he can't get injured. He needs to get there because I think in defense, the most important thing is blocks, rebounds, and just being there. Um, and, and all obviously the big men always win, so I think it's, it's between those two. Yeah, I kind of I I also said that Anthony Davis is my defensive player either, if he's healthy. And if he's healthy, the reason why I think he would win is because obviously with Russell Westbrook coming to LA, he's not they 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 have a big three now. So with all big threes, there's they're not gonna have to score as much. And while maybe they decide to put Anthony Davis like as their main scorer. What I think will happen is he's probably going to become like the defensive anchor, especially since people like Westbrook and Carmelo aren't that good defenders. I have a feeling that Frank Vogel is going to rely even more on AD to anchor the defense and make them a really good defensive team. And I think that effort is probably what's going to help him get the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. So for rookie of the year, I think it just depends. So, I mean, you, you, the top draft picks, they just didn't have, like, good teams, obviously. So I said it's, like, between Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, and Kate Cunningham. Um, just be, It just depends on how their team is because, you know, Kate's in the Pistons, Jalen Green's in the Rockets, Suggs on the Magic, not good teams. So whoever can put up that better performance in the season and then um, who can make their team go the farthest. I personally think Jalen Green would probably have the best chance because you, like, he's already put up really good performances in the summer league, and hopefully he can transfer that to the NBA and hopefully put on a performance to make his team really, really good. Yeah, I think I think that Jalen Green will win the uh, rookie of the year. 
because I think just again from him playing in the G League, he, you'll have a lot of experience playing in the NBA. Um, in the G League, he averaged 18 points per game, which is actually which is really good. And I think that that experience will just transfer over, especially in the first year. And he'll be able to just get off to a better start than his counterparts, which will allow him to win Rookie of the Year. But obviously, you never know. With Rookie of the Year is probably one of the hardest to predict because there's just you're always gonna get surprised by a rookie or two, like, and so you never know. Yeah. So, Coach of the Year, I think that it will be Billy Donovan or Eric Spolstra. Um, I think it's going to be with the new team because obviously I think the coach of the year is just given to the coach with with the breakout team. I mean, last year, yeah, I think it's going to be one of the two, the Bulls or the Heat coach. It just depends on which team does better and who has the better coaching. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be Eric Spolstra of the Heat because um, obviously Miami had a pretty bad year this year. And I think with all the new additions that they made and with what they're going for next year, which is obviously, I think, contention, I think they're going to be a top three seed, hopefully, top four seed. And I think Spolster is going to be a big part of that. And Yeah. I'm about to see how that goes. I'm excited for the NBA next year. Um, but next, we can go to six men of the year. We have, for me, I have Derek Rhodes or Terrence Mann. Um, obviously, if Kawhi re-signs, then Terrence Mann will probably be on the bench. Um, so I think that Terrence Mann can bring it. I mean, you saw him in the playoffs. He played well. Now everyone's respecting him finally. And then Derek Rose, I think he, if he puts on a show in New York, he can do it. I think those are my top two. Um, I don't have a one guy that I'm particularly, you know, brought in by. Um, so I think those two. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I think Derrick Rose will probably win six man of the year. I think the Knicks will be better than last year, even if it doesn't show in the standings, just because their team is has more star power and they brought in better pieces. And I think just like last year, obviously Derrick Rose didn't play the full season last year. Um, with the Knicks, he was he only came about halfway. I think this year, with the full year behind in front of him, with a competitive Knicks team, I think he'll, he'll get them, uh, the six man of the year pretty easily. Yeah, so for the last one, I think we can go on to the most improved player. It's the last one. I think Lonzo. I mean, you said Lonzo as well. Um, I think with Chicago, he has more opportunity there because he's the star of the team. There's there, there's DeMar DeRozan and Nicole Vucevic and Zach Levine, who he can kind of build around. So I think that's going to be my most improved player just because I think he can score. He can get. He, I think he can be something like that, Some, like a Damian Lord, just with Zach Levine, spot-up shooter. Yeah, let's go. So I'm, I'm excited for him. Yeah, I agree that Lonzo Ball would be it. I think that, I mean, if you look at his shooting every league in the, every season in the league, it's improved every single year. And even and last year, he was actually a very good three-point shooter. And I think, honestly, as he continues to improve his jumper, he'll be even better this year. And I think that, along with more experience and just a new situation and – the fact that he'll probably be the number two guy after Zach Levine, I think. I, I don't know exactly how it'll work, but I think he'll be somewhere there, number one, two, or three. And just the bigger opportunity will allow him to get the most improved player. All right. Yeah. We're excited for the next season, guys. 
Um, well, that's going to do everybody for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Whether you're listening on YouTube, where it's our main thing. Um, thank you for being the shorts on Instagram. We very much appreciate it. And um, yeah, everybody, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. And we'll see you guys next time.